0: Plushcare.com/slash/weight-loss.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P One Podcast with Matt and Tommy. Tommy was waving, but I don't think the wave actually makes the YouTube video. It doesn't, ever. does it? So, no. just think about all those lofts, loft, lost waves. That were never seen apart from me. I've absorbed every single one of them, and in it's fact, just for you. I am waving back right now. Uh, today, F one has announced some big sprint changes. They have they've di- they've decided to grab that entertainment. What I am going to call it a, a, a valve? No, I am going to call it like some sort of like you know how you turn it like a volume button. You know what yeah, I mean? Volume like, button, yeah. An entertainment, the entertainment knob. Knob. I didn't want to call it that, but here we are. And they've turned it up to 10 and they've gone, yes, entertainment is what we want during sprint race weekends because the new sprint weekend format goes as follows. On Friday, FB1 and qualifying for the Grand Prix. Saturday is sprint day. It's a sprint shootout, basically qualifying but slightly shortened, and the sprint race. On Sunday, we have the Grand Prix as normal it's uh i think we'll then discuss sprint shootout format 12 10 and 8 minutes being the three qualifying sessions and medium medium soft tires having to be used in each so medium for q1 medium for q2 and soft for q3 which is there's a lot of information to process here tommy
2: yes there is a lot of information um i guess the the main reason here is the fact that fp2 was Hated on it was kind of pointless for the the sprint stuff because you just had that weird session after qualifying where there was a practice session, um, and yeah, it's just we've had this now new sprint shootout. Um, but yeah, the format is a is certainly a weird one, particularly with the the tires.
1: It certainly is. Now, you might be wondering if you're watching on YouTube why I'm wearing an Alpine top. Well, today's been busy. Me and Tommy went to Enstone to film with Esteban Ocon, a podcast and also a standalone video as well, both coming to the channel in the next week or two. Uh, the audio pod's actually going out tomorrow, so uh, hopefully you've already enjoyed that maybe. Actually, no, you wouldn't have enjoyed that if you're watching this on YouTube because this is going out today. But yes, little signed, little signed bit as well. Yeah, having a great time. So yeah, we literally got home as the sprint news was... Uh, announced and I haven't had time to change but I actually quite like this Alpine top and we had a great day didn't we Tommy?
2: We had a fantastic day and uh, Formula One all I'll say is come on make your schedule around us because yeah, you had a month. The, the one day the one day we ventured outside and uh, for, for P1 and that's the time we decided to drop some news we were starving for a month of something Literally. to talk
1: about So starving. And now we're we're gobbling. We're feasting right now, aren't we, Tommy? (laughs) We really are. Um, So let's let's break this down then. Okay. So how I see this is that we now have two race weekends in a race weekend, in a sprint race weekend, that is. We have qualifying for the Grand Prix on the Friday, which I think is going to be the main annoyance or continued annoyance uh, for Formula One fans that are working, that might not be able to catch something on the Friday, because that is the most important qualifying of the two. The Saturday one, of course, is the sprint shootout slash qualifying, the one that we just mentioned with the format. And that's the one where you'd you'd like to think a lot of people will be able to tune into as it is on the Saturday. And then you have the sprint race later on. And then the Grand Prix is, of course, what happens from the Friday qualifying, rather than anything to do with the sprint race. So we do genuinely have two opportunities for Max to win comprehensively.
2: <laughs> and uh, one thing I would say as well is, if you are a casual fan, which is what this kind of presents itself to be, right? Um, the people that don't like, you know, don't want to sit through loads of practice sessions and just watch the really exciting uh, entertainment sessions. You'd argue that actually you now dedicate more of your Saturday than you do the Sunday because you you've got to tune in for two very meaningful sessions, whereas on the Sunday there's only one. So that's quite a that's going to be quite a strange thing that um, dare I admit and call me a casual uh, fan. but uh, since we've started this new venture, uh, I've enjoyed not having to care too much about FP3 and just have a bit of a Saturday morning and then uh, s- settle down for qualifying but now you've got this super important session so if you want to have a social life on Saturday it's now a write off
1: <laughs>
2: it's a weird one
1: because as my, it's definitely the most amount of entertainment as a, in, in the sense oh, 100%, of like in yeah, the sense for a weekend of, yeah for a weekend and it's not the most important in terms of the championship, but it's the most important about the fact that you'd what you'd, you wouldn't want to miss it, right? And yeah, I've got four
2: of four of five headline sessions, whereas mm. you'd argue on a normal Formula One race weekend, you've got two. Two, that's very true. So,
1: I think I'm, I'm going to not give too much in terms of you know my set in stone opinion because I need to see how this will actually work out in Baku this weekend. But I do wonder if. That does take away a little bit from the Sunday Grand Prix, which is supposed to be the highlight, the standout event. And instead, Saturday seems to be that one that's just going to be absolute craziness. Uh, Like the sprint shootout, for example, we've mentioned tires need, like medium tires need to be used in Q1 and Q2, and Q3, soft tires. Now, I don't know if they have one, two sets of tires, three sets of tires. I don't think that's actually been clarified yet, as far as I've seen. Which is no. insane because it's Baku this weekend and you'd think that all of this information <laughs> would be readily available to all of us.
2: Yeah, they were only voting on it today. So Why come are they back. voting?
1: About- they've had an entire off-season.
2: Yeah, and it's not like a summer sh- shutdown, is it, where no one's around. They've had the time to vote and they're just going to go straight into this and go, yeah, cool, okay. Um, my first kind of initial thoughts the thing that scares me the most and formula one teams voted and agreed for this so they know better than i do um Mm, sometimes sometimes (laughs) but and this probably won't happen and i've got nothing to worry about but the first thing that really jumped out on me was eight minutes in q3 now that for me they've they've reduced the time of the sprint shootout format because they realize that you know as, uh Formula One parts, uh, and they've got to last a whole season, so you don't want to have loads of really long sessions again. So they've kind of reduced it. But for me, eight minutes is borderline too long for one-lap shootout and too short for a two-lap shootout like we normally get. So my first thought is a little bit concerned that we might end up with an elimination-qualifying-style failure where everyone goes out at the start of the session, you do one lap, and then everyone realises that there's not enough time to go out again, or you just get five minutes at the start of the session where everyone's just sat in the pits waiting for the end. Mm. So that that concerns me a little. Um, the, one,
1: the one track, let's not forget, that's on here is Belgium. Seven that's a kilometers weekend. Yep. Yeah. It's a sprint weekend.
2: So, uh, so yeah, to confirm, the one.
1: sprint venues this year... Are Baku, Azerbaijan, Austria, Red Bull Ring, Belgium, Spa, Qatar, the Sale Circuit, the United States at the Circuit of the Americas, and Sao Paulo at Interlagos. Now, I think the eight minutes might just be perfect for a one lap shootout if it's round Spa because it's a one minute forty odd lap time, and of course you have to have an in and an out lap around that as well. Um, I don't, I don't know. I I'm not. I don't think I'm as concerned as you are about this being some sort of like non-crescendo that uh, that, it, that yeah. it could well be. Uh, I feel as though, if anything, it might actually turn up the carnage somewhat because I think you might have some Maybe. drivers that will want to rush round, set a lap, get in and then come out again for their second lap. Whereas... Some may not be able to do that if they don't have track position. So it could be the case of like quali- this sprint shootout becomes a mini race a just mini to get around yeah. <laughs> the track, get in and have another go. It's- maybe
2: this is Formula One's way to have three races in secret. <laughs> uh, I oh, don't... Past them. Yeah, yeah, true. May- maybe this is just me. Uh, we, If you listen to our qualifying podcast where we went through the history, uh, you'll know that me and you are both, uh, we're very much uh, on board of a one lap quality like we had in 2003 for this if if the whole point is the oh it's exciting because they're only going to get one run personally i would like to see in q3 they just go out in order of uh what it was in q2 that top 10 with the person in first in q2 goes out last and person that just got through goes out first and you get to watch every single lap and then people just do one lap. I, I um, wonder
1: if the reason they don't do that is because, because of it's time. Too long. Yeah. yeah, because you will have, let's say, a minute 30 for a lap. You'll have the outlap for that first driver, which is a minute 30. Then you'll have them do a lap, and then obviously the other car will... probably looking about 20, 20 minutes, yeah, half an hour. Least, yeah, at least. I think it would probably be around, yeah, around the sort of 25-minute mark. So I wonder if because of that, and then they have to have a three-hour window, don't they, or something between um, yeah, sessions. Yeah. So I wonder if there is some of that uh, as much as... I don't know 20 minutes here and there does that really matter in the grand scheme of things if if they actually wanted to get this right who knows but I, if anything I would just have 5 minutes for Q3 everyone barrels out has one lap and then we're done um but yeah, yeah eight so it's does- half an
2: hour isn't it so you essentially yeah, got half a qualifying as well mm. um but Still, it's going to take time out of people's days and stuff. I don't know. Um, Why the medium
1: tyres bit... in Q1 and Q2? I, I need, we need to explore this. What, what, what does this mean? Surely you'd go like Q1 hards, Q2 mediums, Q3 softs, if we're going to have a variable every session. But it seems as yeah. though maybe maybe Pirelli have gone, mm, I'm not sure about softs in every single session, please. Can we, can we use our mediums?
2: I don't know. And maybe it's just to save some soft tyres for the actual qualifying. Um, What about the hards? That would be more entertaining
1: if they do qualifying on the hards, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, yeah, because you might get something a bit different if someone's, if a team isn't very good on the hard tyres. Yeah, I'm, part of me, yeah, I I think my first thoughts on it are that maybe it's an extra session, don't get me wrong, you know how much I want to see less practice, so this is a good thing, but I'd maybe like to have seen a bit more, jeopardy i just feel like this is the i mean it fits the bill that it's the sprint equivalent of qualifying because it's a shorter one where you could argue it might not necessarily be as exciting or mean as much so it fits with the whole sprint thing because in my opinion the sprint is a shortened race that's less exciting and doesn't mean as much it's going to be weird as well
1: having seen qualifying for the grand prix which is the longer More meaningful session, and then into Saturday we have the exact same thing we saw at the end of Friday, but shorter. But shorter, and we kind of already know the results. Like in some ways, we're sort of we're getting
2: yeah, because if it doesn't rain, you kind of know the order, right? Yeah. So you're like, oh, along like I don't know, Aston Martin are the second best car this weekend, so you know when you go into the sprint that they're gonna they should be third. In theory, mm. third and fourth on the grid. So yeah, you do get a bit of spoiler there. I guess the one positive thing, if we want to put a positive on, is that the qualifying, a proper qualifying session, decides the grid on Sunday. Which for the stat uh, people, um, that was always confusing. That what's a pole position? Is it when you win the sprint, or is it when you do qualifying? That kind of clears it up now because it's just qualifying for the Grand Prix. Um, but yeah, there's a few questions that I totally agree with that goes into why it's a bit crap for certain teams.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think I, I'm, I'm willing to give it a go. I can't give a fully a fully measured approach to this until I've actually seen it un, unfold. Maybe not even just at Baku, because Baku could very much give us absolute carnage for every single day this week. And we go, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. But until we maybe get into a more normal circuit, that's when we can properly judge it. Um, we actually went on Twitch a little bit earlier and, and got people to vote about how they felt out of 10 uh, towards the uh, the new sprint format. And the most popular one was 38% uh, voted either a 5 or 6 out of 10. Uh, 37% voted a 7 or 8 out of 10. Uh, and then we had a smaller percentages for the extremes each way. So it's it's uh, leaning towards more positive. And I can understand that. I think that we've started this podcast very much as a, well, this is... A bit rubbish, isn't it? When, when <laughs> I actually, we're, we're more just kind of dissecting and going, how do we make this a ten out of ten rather than this yeah, is rubbish? I'm not saying it's I'm terrible. I'm like, to this. It's all right because I am. I- I, I'm. I'm actually. I think this will be better than having to endure an FP2 that means absolutely nothing. Like even less than before, where you, you know qualifying's done. They're literally going out there to find out how long the tires last, and it is <laughs> pointless. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely willing to give it a shot. And I think that it could be very interesting. I think the sprint shootout, the, the choices of tires there is a little bit, little bit strange.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more
1: This episode is sponsored by Tennis Channel Plus. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated French Open in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Let's move into the first question it comes in from M Solly 98. I like the idea. But is there any way they can make the sprint count into the race weekend? If not, why does the driver even care showing up to the sprint if it might ruin their car before Sunday? Seems like high risk, no reward for most of the drivers and teams. Now it's probably worth mentioning that the points haven't changed. So it's 8 all the way down to 1 for the top 8 and no more points after that. So it does open up a big question of why would alpha towery bother even racing or even you know why would they even use their allocation of parts now also worth mentioning at this point that the allocation of a few of the um you know the ice and the power etc that they've all been increased by one but the control electronics which is one of the which Charles claire has already used three of and you're only allowed to use two over the course of a
2: whole season has not changed
1: so you still are only allowed two
2: just had to Make it more painful for a Ferrari, didn't they? Yep. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, this is the thing that stands out to me is that the fact that if you qualify nineteenth, the sprint at least you know if there's some collisions or whatever, you will keep racing, and even if you finish tenth and don't get a single point, you're starting the Grand Prix in tenth. But I guess I guess a a race like Baku, you hope there's so much carnage that. Mm you might get a point, but yeah, it does feel a little bit pointless for those at the back. Um, Maybe just read the next question just for the sake of... uh, Yeah, let's do it. Yeah.
1: Jones underscore RF 873 says, is the sprint now a waste for slower teams? Feels that way. Yeah, I would say so. I mean... Has it always been a waste, I would argue? Like, has it ever been the top eight scoring points? Has that ever been good for a team that's right at the back? No, because there's yeah, never true. enough carnage for it to to unfold. So I don't think that's particularly changed. Uh, the only thing, of course, is the fact the sprint is its own isolated thing. But let's not forget that the cost cap still exists. It's not like the teams are going have a go just just send
2: it send it doesn't matter if you
1: completely one. explode your car <laughs> we'll get another one for sunday one is a huge reparation job if you do wreck your car on saturday for sunday but also that 145 million or whatever it is now because i know they incrementally changed it um it's still there they and it costs a lot of money to repair a, fo- a fully damaged formula 1 car so i imagine for those back running teams still it'll be a case of well unless you are you know maybe skirting around the 10th 11th 12th mark it's not really much point and they might even turn into i would argue these sprint race sprint races as, as a kind of a practice session for the 8th ninth, 10th slowest teams <laughs> yeah they can just go around and do laps and get ready for sunday
2: yeah that's true a strange way of seeing it but yeah uh, this is the big con i think that the the back teams don't really have much to fight for um like literally nothing to, to fight for because they don't even get a good place on the grid if they miss out on points. So yeah, it's disappointing for them. And it'll be interesting to see how they approach it. Um, I, I know when they first introduced like parts um, where they were limiting parts, there was a whole talk around would the back market teams just pull into the pits at the end of the race when they knew they weren't going to get a point and just save the engines. Um, I'm sure there's they must have written some kind mm-hmm. of rules against it. <laughs>
1: I'm wondering now and you know i'm i'm working out my thoughts as we go along literally quite on this on this podcast right now so with the sprint weekend now having there, there isn't that um feeling of progression throughout the weekend right it is literally two race weekends doesn't matter what happens in the sprint it's not going to affect the race weekend does that kind of put saturday in jeopardy somewhat in terms of if it doesn't work, if it's not as exciting, do people just not bother watching Saturday because there's only eight points on the line and qualifying is this shorter uh, part, uh, shorter format of qualifying that they've already seen on the Friday? I- I'm posing the question. It's what I've just popped into my head is that they might actually run the risk of making Saturday less important for people to watch.
2: Yeah, that's true. could have the opposite effect of what they want, um, which would be the fact that the sprint format uh actually like you say makes people really want to watch qualifying because that is now you know you could argue that the old sprint format it's so weird this because there's so many pros and cons of each thing mm. every time they change it you go oh this is better but then you know because I was like oh the qualifying for friday is better because it now decides the grid but then that makes now friday a really important qualifying session that you really don't want to miss but then people are Com- the whole complaint was that people are at work whereas when you had the um qualifying there it worked uh, it worked well because you at least knew that at least, if you watch the sprint, you know what the qualifying order is going to be. So, yeah.
1: I completely agree, Frank. Honestly, you are getting so involved
2: in this podcast. In <laughs> I can the just background. hear the chaos it of is... Frank and Grace. Uh, Grace has just come in, and Frank's going crazy. Frank's oh, I'm so glad you're home again.
1: Okay, final question comes in from Anax Underscore Max Tech. Do you believe the sprint format is better now since the whole point of qualifying is the race order and now the sprint quality slash race has nothing to do with it? Lots of pros and cons. I think, again, it it depends what you like. If If you didn't want the traditional format to be touched, this is great because you still get that even if it is on a Friday and then a Sunday. But if you were a reasonable fan of the sprint race format and enjoyed the fact that there was this jeopardy of qualifying into the sprint race. And if something crazy happened, you then go into the main race with perhaps slightly different order. But then on the argument for that is that actually the sprint race allowed for people that messed up qualifying to get into a better position for the race. For me, do I believe it's better now? It's there's one less practice session. So I think on paper, I think we'll enjoy it more. Whether it'll actually be better, I think it's. It, it's we're just going to have to wait and see.
2: Yeah, this is a really difficult one because I have been the biggest flag bearer for get rid of practice sessions and have more meaningful sessions. But now we've actually got it. I think this is the problem. I just don't think it is the perfect solution. So the pros is uh, for someone uh, and this is the thing. It's for someone like us that consumes as much Formula One, and it's uh, you know, it's our it's our our passion, but also our job. So we we've I've got three on a Saturday morning. Which exactly. We, uh, you know, we've heard about you,
1: you just like to <laughs> around not the real house. fan. Oh. <laughs>
2: um, but but this is the thing. Um, it's great to have more uh, meaningful sessions, but there will be some people that. Yeah, like I think I think what you said is a really interesting concept actually that um could the Saturday have the opposite effect where you go, you know what, I'm not even gonna watch sprint qualifying. I'll find out what the result is. I want to have a bit more of my Saturday. And especially if we get to the point, I wonder if they change it again if maybe the first three sprints end up a procession, and then you get to the point where the sprint has no redeeming qualities whatsoever other than just they qualify and they finish in the order that they're, they've are they qualified in. So then you could argue, what's the point of qualifying? Because then you're just running a mini race where everyone just stays in the same order and all that really, the only bit of jeopardy is that rolling start. Um, yeah, it, it is really a case of we're going to have to wait and see. But the thing with always is these things as some Formula 1 races are good and some Formula Mm. 1 races are bad. So Baku could be the greatest thing in the world and have this whole format and Formula 1 would love it, but then we could go to Spa and it'd be absolutely boring. So you just never know. Absolutely. And you kind of touched
1: upon it as well, the Saturday requiring quite a bit of time from people. Two different times of day as well, you'd have to imagine, with, with a few hours in between. When are us F1 fans going to be able to go outside? Not that I particularly ever like Not going allowed. outside, but it's uh that's also an interesting thing, is that maybe Formula One have gone hello, cha-ching, dollar eyes emojis through, through the <laughs> through their eyes, because they're essentially creating two programs on one day. So that's that's gotta be Will Barrows of cash straight to the bank.
2: Yeah. And then when we had our we had our qualifying uh podcasting we went through the history of formula one and one thing we mentioned was that when they did the the one lap shootout they had two sessions on a saturday but the first one was kind of pointless i i I think it's gonna be fascinating to see what the viewing figures are like for um the race weekend and how it differs whether people um i'm very curious to know actually the viewing figures from the evening Friday qualifying session that matters a lot to the Saturday sprint qualifying, which, on theory, is a better day for viewership because it's on a Saturday, but is less important. I think that's going to be really interesting to see. And um, the viewing figures, whether we get that information. And they better released.
1: not tot it up like and make it sound like Saturday is the greatest thing since sliced bread because they have two different sessions. And that 3 billion people tuned in to Saturday because we had two different sessions.
2: Yeah and equally them basically top up the viewing figures. And of course, they're going to have more views on four sessions yeah. that mean a lot instead of two, and of then course. go, everyone loves the sprint. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. But that's that's commercial business
1: for you. That's how they get more moolah. Uh, but that's really yeah. interesting. This, this will evolve, and I'm sure we will come back to this and discuss what was it like at Baku and, and maybe how, uh, how it can be improved. Before we go, Tommy, what is your ideal format?
2: Uh, I think I'm still just sad that we didn't get the one-lap shootout in Q3. There were rumours that that could be the case. We might Um,
1: still get it, kind of.
2: Kind of, but they'll all be on track potentially at the same time. And the one thing I liked about one-lap quality is the fact that you got to see everyone's lap, whereas now um, we might get a case where everyone, because they all love to get on track at the same time, don't they? (laughs) Even though they always complain about traffic, but they all love to get on track at the same time, and then we'll just see... um, 8 minutes where we'll probably maybe only see like Verstappen on a hot lap and then as he crosses the line we see 3 seconds of everyone else yeah, that crosses exactly. the line after him so um yeah i it's a very weird one um but i think the the answer of to the question of like what we think is i don't really know until i see it because um uh, this has been one of those things where I should be want to you know jump on Twitter and go oh my god this this and this, but actually I'm just kind of not underwhelmed, but just a bit like okay we'll see how it goes. And I think
1: it's a fair way to look at it is let's just give it a go. Let's not jump to conclusions and see if this format actually works. Maybe this whole medium medium soft thing in SQ1 and SQ2 and SQ3 will actually be an unbelievable way of doing qualifying. We'll have to wait and see, uh, Tommy.
2: Final thoughts, sir. My final thoughts are... Happy birthday, Frank. Thanks for interrupting the podcast for the hundredth time.
1: I love how you either use your dog now as <laughs> noises down the microphone or you wish him happy birthday. That hey, is quite something. Fair enough. My final thoughts are I cannot wait for, for Formula One to finally be back. We'll be live on Twitch Friday, Saturday and Sunday for your viewing pleasure uh, whilst we watch Ferrari and whatever they end up doing. Uh, although I am now an Alpine fan if you are watching on YouTube. <laughs> and we'll see you very soon for another video or podcast.
0: Bye. Bye. P1 is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more.